we solemnly swear we're up to no good. Hi, I'm Gary Rovey. I have a Tori Laguna. And we're the hosts of Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. Join us as we argue about whether or not McGonagall would meow at Dumbledore. She wouldn't. As we ponder just how much Harry's fortune is worth. Just for you, though. As we guess how much mileage one gets out of an Ollivander wand. 100,000 jinxes. As we detail the ins and outs of Hogwarts Castle. Join us Monday through Friday, only from DuelingGenre.com. Mischief Managed. Dueling Genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 20, which is quite possibly the greatest paparazzi minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Durkach. And we are covering what is essentially an entire cutscene that you would not have seen in the theatrical cut. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see this version, you didn't see this cut. Well, you, or you saw the last, like, 15 <laughs> seconds of it. Yeah. So, yeah, we, sh- we start this minute with Brody having some breakfast, and we end this minute with Tremors. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's... I think I think it's all new. Yeah, it's all new stuff right till the very end. So the beginning is, if you have not seen it, is we talked about in the last minute. T.S. with his showing up to Brody's house, very slowly walking to Brody's door. Brody answers the door, and like a good friend, is eating in front of him. Stand, don't even let him in the house. Standing there eating in his yeah. face. <laughs> and then two news vans pull up outside. Both similar setups. They have uh, female reporters and guy cameramen, and there's also just an extra male reporter. Right. I can't. Catch that the blue van. What is the emblem on that blue van? It looks like uh, an arrow, maybe, or a... I don't know. The white van it just says whatever the TV station is. Yeah. It looks like something Channel Three. Okay. It's like a white Ford Explorer, maybe. No, it's yeah. a Bronco, isn't it? Isn't it a OJ Bronco? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's like a more like a Ford Explorer, like a big like, like an old or like an or a Cano van. Yeah. Yeah. So they call. T.S. gets called Quint a lot more in this version of the movie. Like is this the first time they call him Quint? Somebody earlier, I think, called him Mr. Quint, but they're calling him Quint, 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 which is, it's all going back to that Jaws thing of Quint, yeah. Brody. Like, they have a lot of Jaws names in this, because if you ever watch Chasing Amy, the scene where they do the scars and stuff, there's supposed to be a similar scene to that in this. Oh. But it would have made more sense, because the names would have matched up. Gotcha. When he yells at him to go inside, he yells, what does he yell, Move. Yeah. It it sets off a vibe to me of like I feel like that's in another movie somewhere way deep in the back of my brain. I'm like that's from another movie. Of like move and then they run in there. Now I realize this in like every action movie, but I feel like he's definitely trying to make me think of something and it's just not coming to me. So if you're listening to this and you're like I know exactly what movie that reminds me of, <laughs> just put it Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop. You will receive a fabulous no prize. You're giving a lot, a lot of no prizes this year. I am doing that. <laughs> Yeah, and he has when we we see Brody's kitchen, which we've not seen in the theatrical cut, and it is the most, I guess, mid '80s kitchen ever. <laughs> What's the tail hanging on the refrigerator? Is that a? It looks like Muppet Babies or something, right? Do you it see does. It? I don't. I'm gonna try to zoom in. It looks like um, uh, what was the one on Sesame Street that's like yellowish? Like uh, not not Abby. It's um, Prairie uh, Dawn or something. Prairie Dawn. There you go. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like. I don't think it. I really don't think it is, but no, I don't think it is now either. But it does look like her from here. I can't believe you came up with Prairie Dawn. That was that's deep cut Sesame Street. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was raised on the street. Believe me, (laughs) all my friends come from the street. But but that's the problem. Like when you have from you know my child being age two to like six, like I was a Sesame Street expert. I could have told you every single person that was on that show. 
And then when your kid ages out, like that stuff immediately starts to fall apart, except for like the five characters everybody knows. See, Sesame Street has jokes that adults can get too, so I kind of yeah. forced her to watch Sesame Street because I thought I did too because it was something you could sit through. I mean, yes. the last fifteen minutes was difficult because it was all Elmo. Elmo, yeah. <laughs> but like the beginning, you're like, oh, thank God! It's just because there'd be like some really, some really cheesy like a rip off of a current show, right. or it'd be like some terrible 70s animation you're like i probably watched the same dumb thing when i was her age yeah or you get grover sitting there with like hootie from hootie and the blowfish or something and your kid has no idea who it is yeah and you're cracking up yeah he's singing letter b yeah (laughs) all right now we're gonna get serious we're gonna get off sesame street and onto the real street we're gonna start talking about assassins (laughs) okay so he says to him the first time uh were you trying to do it impress jodie foster yeah i'm is that silence of the lambs oh boy Oh, yeah, see, I don't oh, know what Chris. you're supposed to try. I know, I know, I'm not a movie expert like you are. Okay, this has nothing to do with movies. This is the real world. Oh, okay. All right, I'll give you some background. Somebody tried to kill somebody else to impress Jodie Foster. That was their, they were obsessed with Jodie Foster. Oh. Does any of this ring a bell to you? No, uh, is this, it's not Manson, right? No, 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 no. This, uh, creepily enough, it is, uh, I don't know how old she was then, it was... Jodie Foster was very young when this happened, let's say. Oh. Uh, Because it was after Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. So she's like 13 in in Taxi Driver. Ooh. Yeah. So it was uh, John Hinckley Jr., the guy that shot Reagan. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know. He shot Reagan to prove to her how much he loved her, sort of. But it was also basically what happened in Taxi Driver. Wow. So, yeah, she would have been about 19 when the actual assassination attempt happened. I am amazed that I've never heard this before in my life. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's a very well-known thing. Like, he followed around Jimmy Carter for a while when Jimmy Carter was president, and he followed him. Mm. And then he went and, you know, he got a revolver, walked up, got 10 feet away, and just opened fire. And it was all to impress a 13-year-old girl. Well, I mean, by then, she was like 19. I'm not saying this is making anything better. He was in love with her (laughs) from Taxi Driver. But he used to call her. She went to Harvard, I believe. But he used to, like, call her. He used to be able to find her room. And call her directly and be like, I love you, I love you. I mean, it was shit that would immediately get you locked up today, That's hopefully. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy's super crazy, obviously, when you're like, oh, I think a good way to get into the pants of this now 19-year-old girl is to shoot the president. Now That'll you got me nervous. What if, what if somebody hears my voice on this podcast and, and decides they want to try to you know, call I me? I cannot explain to you how unbelievably <laughs> not famous you are. I mean, even if I line up all the movies by minutes – you're still like bottom 10%. <laughs> I mean, if that does happen, it's certainly not going to be at someone of our level. You know, maybe somebody's going to be, uh, you know, tackling Alex into a limo as somebody's some maniacs trying to shoot him. <laughs> He's trying to impress Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm sure when I talk to Alex again, he'll really appreciate me talking about somebody assassinating him. Yeah. He's going to like that a lot. Yeah, he's going to love that. I guess he's not coming back for chasing Amy. (laughs) He's going to send Pete instead. (laughs) Yeah, so there's our first assassination thing of the minute. And then he just says, oh, it's a stupid misunderstanding. And then Brody throws out the line of, oh, so you're saying you're a patsy. So now you're like the lone gunman, which is basically referring to a lot of lone gunmen, but specifically Oswald and probably JFK. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I got out of that one. But. Yeah. Well, when he got arrested, he said, I'm just a patsy. Right. And what he actually should have said was, I'm probably being arrested because I shot the president and a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't hide very well. Yeah. 
Yeah, so then we get, after they do their little upstairs thing, we get him descending the stairs with his orange juice and stuff. In the theatrical cut, this is where you start. Right. Yeah, this is right where it goes. Before we leave this room, what's who hangs their pots up on the wall like that? Um, Old people do. Okay. I, mean, I have a cast iron pan that I have hanging up on the wall, but that's just because I don't want anybody to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it also looks like they have about six of them hanging up. Yeah, they got a bunch. There's a walk. There's a walk on the seen, bottom. I haven't seen many hung up like that. Have you ever seen people hang them up over the island? I have, in, yeah. What in I, the middle oh, of like a spinner kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I like And that. the main reason I ever see them is if you ever watch a comedy movie, they will all get knocked down at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or somebody's going to walk into them, too. That happens yeah. a lot, too. Well, that happened in my house when we moved in. There used to be a table like between my kitchen and my living room, and we moved it. And now the light hung down too low. Oh. So nobody else would hit it because it was six feet off the ground, but I'd walk into it all the time. <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh my god, we need to fix that light. But the problem is, if nobody else is walking into it, they don't care. Right. So until you're like, I guess, I guess I'm fixing it. You, you, the one who's hitting has got to fix it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It never works the other way, though. <laughs> you know, it's odd, This where the, the way this kitchen's set up. Have you ever seen a, a stove against a wall like that? Where, what's, where's the stove at? The stove is at the very end, next, right against the wall. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think it's supposed to be in the center of the well, island. Like behind so TS? Yeah, right next to the door jam there against the wall. The I burner is pretty much touching the wall here. Oh, yeah, it is back there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's usually I mean, in the center. Yeah, because I see the hood above it, too. That's, yeah. That is a strange spot for that. I guess they just have limited room because you can see the old-ass microwave over on the right. Right. So, what is that above it? Is that an unfinished piece of the wall there, too? What, like the thing he's got open? It's like a tan. above. There's a white right. Above the stove, there's white paint on the wall. And then above that, do you see? There's like a, a, a square that's just tan. Um, like maybe some, somebody forgot to paint. No, that's, there's wood up there on the wall. Oh, okay. Like it's that's wood there for some reason, and it's hanging down. I thought you were talking about over on the other side where Brody is, where they have, which just makes it look even more lived in, it's a cabinet with the handle ripped off. <laughs> yeah, I do so you see, can see that. that. I, I mean, everybody's had those cabinets where the handle yeah. ripped off. You're like, don't worry, we'll buy new handles. You're never buying new handles. Nope. You're just going to grab it from the bottom and pull it grab over. Grab it from the bottom for the rest of your life because <laughs> nobody's ever replacing those handles. They also the cabinet above the, the refrigerator looks like it opens the wrong way, like it opens down. It does look like it opens down, but um, I have a cabinet above my refrigerator. How often does that thing get used? No, it never gets used. First of all, I actually I am, took mine down. I am literally the only one that can reach it. Right. And I can only reach the beginning of it. Like, if I accidentally knock something back too far, I'm getting up on a chair to find it. So what do you keep up there? Um, stuff I want to hide from my daughter. Medicine. Right. That's, mine's got, mine had medicine in it because nobody would well, ever go up there. I don't even put medicine up there. It, it's like if, um, you know, if you need to have an emergency gift for some reason. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. Especially when your kids are growing up and maybe <laughs> things fall out of their mouth that you might need to have an emergency gift for. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'd keep stuff like that. I'd be like, um, so your daughter lost a tooth today. Like, oh, shit. Go up there and be like, oh, here's a Disney Infinity figure. <laughs> now get out of it. If this is how you get away with that, I'm, I wind up slipping a $20 bill under the floor. $20 bill? Jesus Christ, this is fucking Bill Gates. <laughs> but listen, the, the, the $5 doesn't buy anything anymore. She gets a handful of singles. Really? couple singles, I throw up some loose change up there. See, I think I made the mistake one time of a $20 bill, and then she thinks the tooth fairy's got a bill for oh, that. No way, no <laughs> way. You always start low. Yeah. And, like, it took us a couple times, but we eventually roped her into um, just taping it to her door. Oh. Oh, that's even better. So I didn't have to be, you know, fucking Ethan Hunt trying to sneak in there. <laughs> sneak in there. <laughs> like a cat burglar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As you open a door, and it's like... You're like, oh my god, come on, seriously? That door has never made sound before. 
you're halfway into the room and she's like, somebody in here? And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you roll under the bed. <laughs> Just jump out the window. <laughs> right onto the lawn. <laughs> That's all right. I got a separated shoulder now, but it was worth it. <laughs> Mom, every time I lose a tooth, the window breaks. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Thankfully, during the summer, I only have to dive through the screen <laughs> and not through the plate glass. All right. So are we finished in the kitchen that is an awful, awful kitchen? Yes. And like a true gentleman, he takes up the whole thing of orange juice and takes it downstairs. Oh, right. He does take a glass with him. He does take a glass and one piece of toast. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> with no butter, no nothing. Just one yeah, piece of toast. We'll, we'll see later when he's got his little water cup of what a wacko he is. <laughs> Yeah, um, I do. I do like the little piece of business when they go down the steps. The TS hits his head on the uh, the overhang. Yeah, I was wondering if that's fake or real. It looks fake, though. I mean, it looks fake, but it's the type of thing where like Jason Lee is also taller than he is, and somehow manages to not Ma- hit it. Yeah, <laughs> but then he gets it. Oh, he hits it for real, but the sound effects what makes it good. Cause yeah, it makes it really good. I, I, he does bump it, but it kind of looks like he's trying to bump it. And Jason Lee looks like at least an inch or two taller than him. Oh yeah, at least. And what does he say? If you t- say rules, same rules apply. If you touch anything, I touch you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does he grab your thigh if you try to grab a copy <laughs> yeah, of uh, West Coast Avengers? <laughs> so we get to the end. We don't quite find out what happened with him and Renee because we just get, oh my god, Renee. Well, but, uh, he apparently has framed it already too and hung it up, which is not yeah. crazy at all. <laughs> yeah, that's a little that crazy. <laughs> First of all, I don't have a frame in my house. So if I was going to frame something on the fly, something else would be getting unframed. Yeah, I don't have an empty frame just floating around. You're right. Well, that's probably what he did. He probably just ripped a picture out of it and threw it on the ground. Yeah, just, and... just a picture of his grandfather or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, storming the beach in Normandy. <laughs> like, ah, the hell with this guy. Yeah, who cares about this? Uh, but, of course, the thing that I need to talk about the most is right at the end we get a nice uh, shot of the background Tremors poster. Yeah. Tremors, a desperately uh, underrated film. Yeah. I've seen that movie not less than like 40 times. I, I knew that was one of your uh, go-tos, Tremors. Oh, I love Tremors. I have seen every Tremors sequel. That's... All six of them? Whoa. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. Yeah, that's that's a commitment there. Yeah, there was uh, Tremors 2, which I believe they can start to... I think Tremors 2 is... Which one is that? That's Oh, they start running around. There's like little ones that can like run around and they sense heat. Oh, okay. And then the third one, they start to fly. <laughs> Uh, I think the fourth one uh, is a prequel. It goes back in time to like the, the old west. Um, I don't remember. Are, where the are next any of these one. like straight to TV movies? Oh, they all are. They're they all like straight are. to. Okay. Um, the very latest one was Back to Perfections. They went back to that town again. Okay. Um, uh, what's his name's in all of these? Michael Gross is in all of these. The dad from Family Ties. Everyone. Oh yeah, he's in all of them. Oh wow. <laughs> um, like a couple guys showed up. Like uh, Fred Ward showed up for the second one, and then. Uh, the stupid kid shows up for, like, the third one, I think. Okay. Uh, like, I think the, the one Spanish guy shows up for one of them. Like, everybody has, like, popped in, like, once. And then they got my hopes up. They were going to make a Tremors TV series. Now, they made one before, and it sucked. But they were going to make a new one with Kevin Bacon. Oh, really? I was I was beyond excited. I was like, Kevin Bacon's <laughs> like, he used to joke about when he, did, when he did Tremors, he was like, I thought my career was over. Look what I'm doing. I'm doing Tremors. <laughs> And then he had, like, a resurgence right after that of, like, he started doing A Few Good Men, and then, like, you know, he had, like, part two of Kevin Bacon, where he had, like, 20 more years of good movies. Right. And then just to have him be like, yeah, I'm, like, in my, I'm, like, 60 years old now. I don't give a shit. I'll be in Tremors. <laughs> like, I'll come back and do that. And they did a pilot for it, and it didn't get picked up. I was so pissed. <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned Kevin Bacon. My sister swears to, to this day 
that because Kevin Bacon's from Philadelphia, that he lived down the street from us and his parents picked him up one day and moved. And then she saw him on the TV as he got older. I thought I, I definitely thought that story was going somewhere else. No, but it's it's she I, I know she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even born at the time, but I mean. Kevin Bacon, he would tell you if he lived in Kensington, I think. I don't think he would just say Philadelphia. I feel like that would come up, yeah. I thought she was yeah. going to be like, I gave Kevin Bacon a hand job. <laughs> I know if you tune into uh, one of our former guests on our old other uh, our old podcast, or last year, we had Guy Hutchinson on here. He does tell a story about um, accidentally having Kevin Bacon's wife uh, put her ass up against his hand. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> At some event. I will not I will not steal it or tell the story, but uh, I'll try to track down exactly where it happened if I remember put it in the Do we have him the coming on stop. this year? Oh, yeah, he is coming on this year, so yeah, I'll bring it up when he comes on. Story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't tell it on here. I, I've heard it on one of his you know, other 37 podcasts. That he no, I, I don't think he told it on ours because I think it was the Ric Flair story that we got out of him. The last yeah, we got the Ric Flair story. That's yeah. Right. Which was so great I'll, also. I'll try to get him to tell the, the Kira Sedgwick story. <laughs> the Ric Flair story was great. Check out Clerk's Minute. Not not the other Clerk's Minute. Clerk's Minute. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Clerks that we broke down minute by minute. That's how I should say it, I guess. Oh, my God in heaven. Oh, and with that train wreck, I guess we're done. Um, if you would like to hear more of Jay and Silent Bob Minute, we are on Dueling Genre with many other fine podcasts. Uh, not just Minute Podcasts, there's uh, original works like Immunities, the, uh, the Doctor Who Podcast, uh, Having a Friend for Dinner, uh, Protagonist Podcast, Feel Like I'm Forgetting One. Colin BS with Brandon and Scott. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. I think that yeah. might have been it. If I forgot another one, I, I partially apologize, but I'm doing that for memory. Uh, also, check us out on Facebook, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Follow us and pop into the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop. And uh, especially talk about the first like half hour of this movie, if you're listening to us and you're sitting there going, what in the hell is going on? Just go on YouTube and you can watch most of these scenes. Uh, I know a couple of people have done it and are flabbergasted that this stuff was even shot. We've already had guests on they are like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been torture. I, yeah. Everyone who I had made guests in like the first 30 minutes, I'm going to have to just give them their pick of Chasing Amy. <laughs> I know Doug Greenberg was like, I don't even like this movie anymore after Chasing Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some quality minutes for his upcoming stuff. Sure. <laughs> We're definitely getting some garbage scene in Rocky 2. <laughs> I already made my request for Rocky 3, just so you know. What did you want in Rocky 3? Tell want me it's on the beach. Lips. I want some thunder. Want, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You want Hogan. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, Rocky 3, I want to do a different movie because I hate Rocky 3. <laughs> it's got Hogan in it. That's why I, I, hate, I hate Rocky 3 because I love Rocky 4. Well, I already picked the best minutes that we could possibly have for Rocky 3. So. Oh, well, yeah, the beginning is the best part when he's doing all that stuff. <laughs> I want them when he's hanging out with the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's doing his first commercial. Oh, that's in Rocky 2. Yeah, that's, that's in Rocky 2. Oh, uh, well, you know, man walks down the store. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to Rocky Minute. <laughs> I'm Doug Greenberg, version. and he's Jason yeah. Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to read the script for you. Here it is. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Uh, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel?